And welcome back to the big kickoff on Liffey Sound 96.4 FM. Joining us in the studio is Gary O'Neill, who is a golf fitness trainer. His Facebook page, Confessions of a Golf Addict, has almost 40,000 golfing followers. And we have him in to talk about all things golf. Gary, welcome to the big kickoff. Thank you very much, Roy. Listen, Gary, tell us about your golfing background. When, I suppose, did it first catch your attention and when did you get hooked? Um, probably around about 1989, sometime around that time. Uh, used to watch the Masters on RT2 yep. back in the day. You know, the family would be in one room, I'd be out in the other room, sitting there watching my golf. Is it not a golfing family now? Uh, not really, like, probably more GA. Well, back in the day anyway, that my dad, like, my dad's from um, Kilkenny Carlow area, so right. he would have been into his Gaelic, but um, I'd be liked it, but, you know. It was more me, to be honest with you. So, what age is that that you, you start getting uh, ten. into it? Ten. I would have been ten. Uh, what lured you into it? What was, what was the attraction? I don't know. I just just saw this golf course and I just was, and this sport, and I was just wowed by it. Like, it was just the Masters. You know, golf back then wouldn't have been on TV that often. No, no. You know, let's be honest, it was hardly ever on. And, um, you know, it was kind of a luxury to get to watch it. Um once maybe twice a year that in the open that was really it yeah and uh, I just watched it Nick Fallow back in the day Nick Fallow was the guy you yeah, know he yeah. was in the world, world number one yeah um, so that's that's where it came from well of course I, I grew up probably probably similar ages I grew up around that time and it would have been Nick Fallow Woosnam at that stage who my favourite was Bernard Langer I just don't know why it was just something about Bernard I like this ice cool cold. calm ice cold calculated look oh, on his yeah. eye uh, brilliant golfer still a brilliant golfer as age now the Masters the Masters just grabs everyone's attention doesn't it there's something about it you there know is, what I mean? it's it? the aura about it like it's the only major that's on the same course every single year yeah. you know what I mean and it was built back in the day and it's even for the golfers even for the professional guys it's the one tournament they would love to be able to play year on year out yeah. because of yeah. what it is you know yeah and it's it's you know, I know it's great now when you have the likes of, uh, it used to be Tiger Woods Golf and, and Rory McIlroy's Golf on, on the PlayStation and stuff like that. People mm. got to know a lot more courses, a lot more intimately. But because it was on the telly so much, Masters, Augusta, you know the ins and outs of nearly every hole. You know, oh, you everyone knows. So the fact that everyone knows the ins and outs of the hole doesn't make it any easier. No. It's, it's still such a challenging course. It's... I've been fortunate enough I was actually there the, last year last year I got to go last year and it's only when you're there that you realise how difficult a course it is yeah. like the rough let's be honest the rough isn't isn't as bad as a lot of courses like Torrey Pines is on right now yeah. um, and the rough is tough there but it's just the length the greens the greens are insane I've never seen greens like it in my life they are just insane. The undulations, the heights, the, the angles that you've got to come in from high to low or low to high, it's just bananas. One hole that fascinates me, it's down in Amen Corner. It's not the part three. What's the one just before that? It's the 11th. The 11th. Four 11th. I love that hole. The yeah. re- I think it's the angle that you come in at the green. That It's such a challenging hole. You can, and especially when they have the, the flag at the back. Mm. Uh, it's such a challenging hole, whether to go for it or whether to play safe. Uh, were you down at that? Hole? I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. it's great that you get a chance to go. I was actually sitting, uh, like I, I went, I went around the whole course, but um, I was there on the Friday morning. I put my chair in behind, literally behind the twelfth hole, so you're actually able to see the guys hitting up from eleven. Yeah, and. Um, it is. It, it, there is that bailout area kind of towards the 12th uh, green because you've got the water, it's dead. Yeah. You know, go in that water, you're in trouble. And a lot of guys were going in the water. So um, that whole, just that whole area, just the buzz, the excitement, the anticipation down there was phenomenal. Yeah, a lot of them tend to hit wide right, don't they? Oh, they safe. Do, yeah. keep, keep, keep it dry <laughs> keep and you're all right. <laughs> um, right, so golf courses, you've travelled the world playing. As you said, you've been over in Augusta. What's, what's the best courses you've played? 
the best course I've probably played. I would say I actually played Thirty Pines. Oh, did you? I have played Thirty Pines. I played there five years ago, the day after my thirty-third birthday. Well, it'll be six years now, nearly. And um, very, very hard. I have to say, it was really hard. Right. If you go out and play, are you playing off? The pro tour tees? No, no. A lot of places they won't allow you. Okay. Um, like, for example, like the, the 30 points this week is six, 7,600 odd yards. Like, it's bananas how long it is, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, so you're playing, normally you're playing one or two up from that. It just depends on the day. They'll say, look, you can play off here or here. Yeah. And sometimes it's uh, handicap dependent as well. Right. Um, so obviously, higher handicap, you want to get the guys off further off or yeah. closer, simply to make it a little bit easier. I'd say that's probably that bay. I've, uh, again, I've been fortunate enough to play a few courses around the world. That Bay Hill or even PJ National down in Palm Beach now. That okay, so you said you played in Sawgrass. Is that I did, correct? I played Sawgrass. What's the 17th like? 17 is water. And 17 is all 17 water. Is all wa- I, I managed to hit the green, but I didn't manage to keep it on the green. Yeah. Um, uh, as, actually, as daunting as it seems. Would you believe you're thinking about it for a few holes beforehand? Right. You know, you're, you're, it's in your mind because I think it was going down, I can't remember what hole, maybe 14. You can actually see through the trees and you can actually see the, it, the whole setting of it. It's, it is phenomenal how it's set up. Because yeah. when I was there, it was pre-tournament, so they were getting it ready, getting all the, the hospitality up. And, you know, you're taking a little peek over, and you're like, hmm, okay. But then you stand on the tee, and you do. You actually, I don't really get nervous, but you but get you nervous. You got a little bit nervous. Yeah, so you can imagine now coming down on the, the last round, you're a shot behind or a shot ahead. Absolutely. And uh, the pressure that must be there for, uh, the, for look, the pros. As they, they always say, if there was no water on that hole, it'd be the simplest hole in golf because yeah. it's only 120 yards. I think we were playing about 129 today. Yeah. You played it, but generally speaking, 120 yards to 150 yards. It's an easy hole, yeah. but you just stick a load of water in. It's yeah, a hole. It's so psychological, game. isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, funny enough, now because it's the, the reason why we it, and I'm I love golf. I don't get to play enough because I put so much energy into football and maybe radio and stuff like that. I don't get enough play enough golf, and I love to mm. uh, and I love the game. Uh, so the, the the most I've got to, to golf lately is again, as I said, maybe you play a bit on. PlayStation we used to play against my dad, but it used to be on years ago when the Mega Drive was out. Sega Mega Drive was <laughs> That's out a while ago. Yeah, PGA Tour Golf was on it, and we knew we knew that course inside out. And the seventeenth was as daunting. Then I might say that pros wouldn't have even had the sweat coming out of them like we used to have then. Oh, yeah. But that part three, brilliant, brilliant all. Uh, what about worst scary odd golf courses? Um, links. I, I have to like. I wouldn't have been the biggest fan. Well, I don't mind it now because I'm better. But like when I first started off, I was playing off 23 handicap. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wasn't a good golfer at all. Um, and I used not like links. Because you're offline a few yards and you are pretty much dead. And if you don't have a decent game, it's very hard. Like for amateur golfers, links golf is the ultimate test. Right. You know what I mean? Because, you know, that fescue grass doesn't matter how much there's run on those fairways if you're off target you're in that you're hacking it out it's not that easy um so i would say definitely links golf was not my forte even though i was a member of links golf for nearly two years but yeah um I, so I how did you build yourself up from what was it 23 24 down to what you know um i'm back out to eight i was down as low as six okay um a lot of work to be okay. honest with you, a lot of work, a lot of lessons, a lot of fitness work as well. Like you know, you, you got to work on your body just as much as you got to work on your your golf game. You okay. know, um, practicing, hitting thousands of golf balls in the range, um, working on my short game, practicing my putting, things like that. Yeah, from the love of it, it's, it's hardly it's, it's hardly a chore. Listen, seven days a week, no problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hear a lot of people who play golf. And they'll give out about their game. They're like, oh, I'm not playing well. And the next week they are playing well. And there's a big, huge inconsistency there. And I played the four holes in the back nine that were brilliant, but I can't understand why. 
and it comes down to practice do you, do you practice do you go out and say, no i don't really have time and so it, it does come down to if, if you're not putting the time into it you're not going to improve absolutely Simple. like expectation over reality you know what i mean at the end of the day people people go out and play golf weekly week in week out and they will people will be religious they'll play golf every single week but the problem is their expectation of reality is skewed because they don't put any work in Monday through Saturday. Yeah. So, like, if you're playing every Sunday and you're not putting any kind of work in, it doesn't matter what your handicap is, but if you're not practicing, you, c- you can't expect to be consistent and play well on a Sunday every week. There will be weeks where you'll, you'll have a little, you know, a green patch where you play great, sure. but it's impossible to play good. Like, And it's, it's like any walk of life. If you go into your job and you do nothing for six days and then do work one day a week, you're not going to advance your career because you're not doing any work. Yeah, and it's nearly a view of they view their game as what the, the best they've done and that's where they should be all the time. I'm able to do that boy can't they keep it's like hitting it. a six iron 180 yards and you expect to hit 180 yards every, every single, single time, time. You're, you're country best and you can't do it so I suppose I'm guessing you're, you're the golf addict you're probably crapping in your pants with the excitement of looking at Tiger back, I, at, back at golf this week is it a good thing or is, it, is he going to disappoint us I suppose with our own expectations of him it's hard to know. Um, sure, you can just see it all over social media. Like, there's the tiger lovers, the tiger haters. You know, the you know, I'm I am a huge tiger fan. Like, to be honest with you, he would be probably my only sporting hero. And I uh, I've played a lot of sport and watched a lot of sport over the years. But I love everything he does for golf. Taking away his personal life and everything he's outside of it, it's his golf and what he's been able to do. Because I wasn't old enough to really appreciate Jack when he was around. Yes. Um, it's hard to know. Like, at the end of the day, I've watched him the last three days. His short game has been out of this world for the fact that he hasn't played in so long. Still trying to hit off the planet and still all over the place. Will it improve? I can't see why not. Yeah. Let's be honest, he was never the best driver of the ball anyway. No. You know what I mean? He was, all o- he was always all over the place. I think it was because his recovery was so unbelievable. His arm play and his, his arm play, his distances in the short game were off the charts. Yeah. So, look, if he can stay pain-free, my hope for him would be stay pain-free for the next eight to ten years, finish off his career. There's no reason why he can't win. There's absolutely no... Looking at how he's done now, there's no reason why he can't win again. Like, he's gone back and he's playing Tory Points, one of the hardest courses on tour by a mile, and he's playing... You know he's competing. Yeah. You know he's three hundred. He, three hundred. He's three hundred. He finished. He finished. He two hundred yesterday. Um, but look, he had a six footer for a birdie on the last. Didn't quite make it. So he's competing. He's still in the game. Mm. And basically his first real competitive uh, game back in. So you ha- you have to take that rustiness off. As he's actually said himself in his first interview, he has that rustiness there that he can feel. But uh, you have to get the feel of of the club. It's again. all about the feels. Like his his body's changed. You know with that fusion in his lumbar lower back lumbar spine. Like his his body's changed. He can't do what he used to be able to do that's exactly what I was going to ask you is there a difference in his game now um, it's hard to know to be honest with you like he uh, obviously he's going to lose some flexibility but like he's still swinging it like like watching him day one obviously the adrenaline going he was swinging at it like over 120 mile an hour uh, club head speed that's re- like you get very 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 few amateurs that will ever even entertain that club head speed yeah. and this guy's had a, you know all the injuries he's had all the surgeries he's had the recent one the spinal fusion and he's still swinging it at that speed it's pretty it's, insane. Yeah, yeah. Your job, yes. golf fitness trainer. Yes. So what does it entail? Describe what you do and how you help golfers who seek you out. Yeah, so I've been in the fitness industry over 21 years. Um, in terms of the golf fitness side of things, I've been doing that for roughly 15 to 17 years. And what I do is I'll take a golfer, bring him into my uh, personal training studio, and I'll, I'll do a functional movement screen. So I'll basically do a screen. I'll screen certain pretty much all different parts of the body to see how their body's moving uh, in relation to the golf game. Yeah. So, like, you know, there's various different screens will show up 
different problems within their swing mechanics and within their game because at the end of the day golf club is only an extension of your body yeah. you know what I mean it's attached to your hand which is attached to the, rest of the body so if, you're, if you've got muscular imbalances within your body you're going to have issues with swinging the, cl- the club consistently you know what I mean that's not to say you can't play good golf but it's again it's all about consistency so what I'll do is I'll bring somebody in screen them there's about 12, 12 13 screens that I do then I'll give them back the results and say, look, this is where you're at. This is where we need to get you to. And then I'll program out a, a workout for six weeks and bring them back in, rescreen them and go again. And just keep getting them. What we're trying to do is we're trying to get their body mo- working and moving efficiently enough so that they can play consistent golf. Yeah, yeah. So is your, is your, are you looking at just the mechanics? And then if there is something more than mechanics, so if it is actually a, a problem, so I don't know, maybe tight muscles or something that flexibility that they need to do, do you help them out or do you guide them somewhere to help them out? No, that's what I do. That's, that's yeah, exactly what you do. A, everything physical as well. Like unless it's an injury that's beyond my realm of uh, experience or training, uh, which tends to be that's the case because that's not what I'm trying I'm not a physio I'm not a physical therapist yeah. I'm, I'm a personal trainer I'm a fitness trainer um, I'll work on mobility stability balance uh, power strength core that's so all the facets of the golf game so what you hear about the guys doing on tour yeah. that's basically what I do great okay well listen the courses club heads I suppose the paychecks are bigger but the most obvious change to pro golf is the way that the players look mm. right so it's a very it's, I suppose it's a very ge- generic look now they're all muscle they're all very toned and slim athletic you know so what's there's a bit of a, a debate it's, it's a gym debate Pe- some people are saying that people going to the gym golfers going to the gym especially the pro golfers uh, sometimes I suppose it's leading to injuries and, and problems what's your side on, on, on the gym debate is, is, it, is there too much in it is there you know should, should there be less what, what do you think my opinion is there shouldn't really be a debate to be okay. honest with you yes you can build yourself up you can get injured but sure you can get injured walking across the road you know guys were get, having back injuries and injuries back 30, 40, 50 years ago but because now the guys are doing more fitness training they're looking after the bodies it's being brought to the fore it's because it's they're doing something that wasn't you know universally done back in the day but if you look at for example Freddie Couples Freddie Couples back is is just in such a bad way mm. but like he wouldn't have been doing the weightlifting that the guys are doing today the, yeah. the reason why the guys they do lift but that's to protect themselves if you're swinging a club at 120 mile an hour 115 to 125 mile an hour multiple times hundreds of times thousands of times per week you need to protect that body you need to make yourself more flexible stable balanced and stronger yeah. you know if you don't do that you will get injured you have more chance of being injured than you wouldn't be if you didn't do anything is there a case that i suppose former champions take tiger woods for example uh, david duval those type of players and even recently i suppose jason day and rory McIlroy, that the way they've gone about going into the, the weights the way they've maybe they've gone too heavy too soon that it's challenged their game then and the slump has come about because of it um, no I wouldn't say that look these guys have trainers the trainers know what they're doing hmm. there's no way a trainer with any kind of experience and these guys would have the best of the best let's be honest they're not going to have a trainer who's going to make them do something they can't do before they can do it for example you wouldn't get a person who's never trained before in their life uh, say get up and run five miles yeah, because they're not going to be able to do it. Your body can physically not do that, so they wouldn't. They, it just wouldn't happen. Like it'd be very, you know, negligent of a trainer to ever do that to anybody yeah. in the first place. It's look, people will get injured no matter what you do. Again, it, you can relate it back to the training, but is it that they're swinging the club so hard? 
so many times per day per week per month that is aggravating something that could be there yeah you know so there will be people let's be honest there will be people saying oh it's the training but like without the training they wouldn't be able to swing the club head the way they are they wouldn't yeah. be able to hit the ball as far as they would but they wouldn't be aesthetically in the shape that they're in right now yeah again with that golf is about feel isn't it so if, you, if you're with a club a lot of it is, and, and I know the power thing it's people are hitting it longer now uh, they have to hit it longer because it, it, it's the competition and as you said there's more force so it, 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 there's more I suppose pressure on the body and you do need to be able to maintain it is the case though that when it comes down to it yes power is great but your short game the feel of a golf club is still always be there the feeling never changed but if you look at it of course they're getting longer hmm. the guys who are longer tend to win most at the end of the day, and as my, uh, my uh, swing coach has always said, the closer you can get to the green, the better you're going to score. So, like, why would you want to be, like, for example, like, if you have a par four that's 400, there's, I think there's three or four par fours in Tory Pines this week that are, like, 480 yards. Yeah, They're par fives for us amateurs. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So, like, if you're, if you're only hitting at, say, 280, you have 200 yards every time. If you're hitting at 330, all of a sudden you've only got 150. Yeah. Why would you not want to have like a wedge nine iron in your hand rather than like a, a four to six iron depending on the golfer, yeah, you know? Yeah. So it's get a closer, score well, or don't get a closer and score harder. Yeah. You know, so you've got to look at the balance of that. So, you know, it's like any sport, like you could say about footballers, why do they do so many sprints in their training? Yeah. You know, hamstring injuries are prevalent in that sport. You know, you can look at other sports. So to say that the, the training is the root cause of the injuries, I don't, I don't agree with that one bit because I know what goes into what they have to do. I know anatomy, physiology. So you look at it then, it's like any other sport. It's gone a bit more professional as in looking after yourself uh, and you're going to, with that, you're, go- you're going to get an injury or two and with, the, I suppose, with the calendar, is, is, is there a lot of pressure on them with the calendar? Calendar nearly goes all year round. The best of the best now. The, okay. the guys in the top, the they top, pick and choose. The pick and choose. They they have a schedule. They what they want to do is they want to peak for the big tournaments. Yeah. Simple as they'll pick a schedule that gets them obviously to peak for the four majors, the the players uh, TPC at Tallgrass, the players championship, and then the WGCs because top fifty in the world can only really play yeah. all them. Uh, then after that, then they'll pick schedules to work on. The guys who are lower down who are say fighting for the cards around one twenty five on. Um, that can be difficult because you're going to have to play more tournaments. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's hard to say, but like, it really just depends. Okay. Right, well, we're going to go to a break and we'll be back with Gary straight after. You're listening to Liffey Sound on 96.4 FM. And welcome back to the big kickoff. We have Gary O'Neill in with us today. Gary, uh, I suppose we we'll talk about I suppose sports in this country. A lot of sports we talk about failing in them because we haven't got the facilities to develop players and you know in the relative sports. But it can't really be said about golf. We're blessed with amazing golf courses. So should we really be producing more major winners? It's all relative. You, you got to. We have a small population. Yeah. At the end of the day, like we we, we do, we're punching above weight. We? No, I personally think yes it'd be nice to see more guys on tour but you've you got to look at it this way they're the best of the best of the best they're the top 1% you know what I mean and we have had over the last many decades guys up there winning majors winning multiple tournaments per year mm. against the world 
you know, you got to look at it. That's the way I always look at it. Yes, we can be insular and think, oh yeah, Ireland should have more better players. You know, we have lots of golf courses. You have seven, you have seven point two billion people in the planet. Yeah, you know what I mean. We have north and south. We have had major winners pretty much every decade for the last number of decades. So I think, yes, you could say it'd be nice to have more guys on on the main tour, on the, tour. On the main tour. But you've also got like the Challenge tours, the Euro Pro tours, and the, the various tours around the world that would be you know one or two steps down. Um, but getting them, it's not easy. Like I've seen it, you know. I've seen guys trying to get on tour. I've trained guys that are trying to get on tour. It is exceptionally hard. Yeah. You know these guys. I, I read a statistic there, some stage last year that if you want to get on tour, you want to be having a plus three handicap. If yeah. you want to make money on tour, you want to be about plus six. Yeah. So think about it. Your club, ha- your your local club is pl- uh, um, it's par seventy one. You're, go- you're having to shoot 75 or 65 yeah. point of playing it yeah. to shoot level par level par yeah you know so you think what, 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 like say in your golf club how many juveniles would you have in, in, your, in your golf club we've loads um, 50 200 I'd say okay. somewhere and around that mark we've, we've had a lot of a lot of influx we've, we've done a lot I see the guys they're doing a lot of work to get the guys the children in which is great coaching what, what coaching is, coaching from the third, so what way I know from a football pros. football process what way the coaching works through a football thing that takes many years going through different levels and you know there's different aspects of the game that you have to develop at certain times what way does the coaching sort of structure works in, in the golf I, I'm not going to say I know 100% how it works because I don't and I'd be lying if I said I did but I do know Jeff who's the main uh, pro down there he would organise uh, workshops with the juniors a lot like for example I was down getting a lesson off my swing coach Ty uh, Ty Carrington from Harrington Golf and Jeff was down there with I'd say about 10 juniors somewhere in the region of say 10 to 12 years of age and they're working on short game you know and uh, they're, they're consistently down there in fact Ty uh, my swing coach is actually uh, donated and sponsored the junior golf in the club this year yeah. um, and you know at the end of the day the only way forward for any sport is get it at grassroots get it at the kids get them involved get them addicted like me yeah. and let's hope they play for the rest of their lives is there more distractions now than there was when we were younger that 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 it's very easy not to have the the focus and love of the sport as much as or is that just to us having looking at rose tinted glasses <laughs> at our past well no I, I'll be honest a big thing I've seen over the last 10, 20 years, not enough kids out playing sport. Yeah. Not enough kids at home, whatever they're doing at home, whether it be on computer games or just not playing sport, social media, massive problem, I see it. I, I, I often go up to my father, he only lives a few minutes from me. We've lots of green area. We used to be out playing sport morning till night, every day of the week. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, no, I remember I drove up there last summer and I was shocked to see no, I mean, no kids out. Now, obviously, it's a lot more mature area, but there's still families out there, lots of families. So I'd say it's not just other sports that would take from golf, it's the fact that kids aren't playing as much sport. Yeah. And with social media and computer games and you know the way technology has gone, it's taking kids away. So it is up to us uh, as trainers, as coaches, um, including schools, is to promote sport. Because at the end of the day, the fitter and healthier, the longer you leave, the longer life you're going to leave. Yeah, and I, we actually had this a little bit of this discussion before schools have such a big role to play and when you look at schools who have Monday to Friday they have two sessions of PE for maybe an hour 45 minutes it's surely not enough it's getting short to, to work at your dynamics and let your body develop and you know flexibility and the whole lot and you do see a lot more kids who are just not able for it who are puffing and panting and you know too easy too quickly and I think I think schools and the government and all have to sort of look at it and go 
we ha- they have religion five days a week. Why aren't they, why isn't your physical you know development an important feature? Yeah, look, the religion and schools and things is a different conversation for a different day, I suppose. But like the biggest problem I see is definitely, um, and like I'm not going to blame the schools themselves. It's definitely whatever's coming from the top. Yeah. But like kids have bundles of energy. They need to be moving. They need to be moving, moving, moving. Having them sat down at desks all day, every day is insane, in my opinion. Especially younger kids. <coughs> they should be up doing physical activities where they're you know using using their motor skills, building coordination, building their their bodies for later life. Rather than sitting at a desk multiple hours a day, whether it be you know, you know, baby school or secondary school or you know, whatever it is, and all they do seem to sit down. And if they're lucky, they don't like I see schools are get barely getting twenty minutes a week yeah, now. Yeah. You know, twenty minutes a week of physical activity is insane for a child, and I think it's not on, and it should be changed big time. That I've, that's my biggest gripe in society today. This is the perfect moment to bring on our big three cards just as you're getting incensed. <laughs> <laughs> right, so we, as you know, we, we give out uh, a big three. It's it, lately in the last month or so we've given out the big three cards as such and we have asked Gary to, first of all, I suppose under the skin, under my skin card, we'll continue on your rant. Uh, what gets under your skin in whatever sport it is that you've decided? Well, it just happens to be golf. <laughs> the one thing that gets, well, actually you could say about three or four, but this one thing really gripes me and that's not being able to fix spike marks on greens. There is nothing worse. Now, I do, I do believe, I'm pretty sure, and it, that rule is changing next year. Um, I will double check it, but I'm, I'm nearly 100% sure they are changing that rule. But like, you've got a four foot, three foot, six foot, seven foot, whatever length of put and you have a spike mark on the line that's going to the hole and you can't touch it yeah. yet you have not created it but there, the rule at the moment is saying it's improving your, your lie it's going to help you well if you haven't put it there why should you not be like 9 times out of 10 you're going to miss if you go over the spike mark it's going to move off if you go around it upper or lower it's going to miss higher low side it's interesting isn't it because when you look at it it's a contradiction because if you have a plug mark you're allowed to fix the plug mark absolutely like your ball if your ball embeds on the green because you've hit a high shot and the greens are damp some courses like to keep the greens a little bit moisture a little bit of moisture in them simply to help the amateur golfers if they're too hard you're in trouble like links Um, you can fix it but if you have this tiny little spike mark that's in the way of your putt you can't change it man that's just I tell you it drives me insane now the best thing is, I suppose it is good that, that you know golf shoes are becoming better in terms of what what they are and how they work but there are simple people out there with you know metal spike shoes yeah. spikes in the shoes and it just yeah that'd, that'd what be are the regulations on, on golf shoes now uh, course specific you know, some courses don't allow spikes anymore because they do cut up the greens. Okay. Um, whereas now it's all soft spikes. Yeah. You know, which is great. But there are courses that don't mind it. So at the end of the day... Is it more... Would it be older school? Would they be wearing the spikes? It tends to be. Like, what you're used to. What you're used to. You know, we all have a, a particular type of footwear we like to wear, shoe or golf shoe or whatever. And, you know, it is that. Me personally, I, I go for comfort over anything. It doesn't matter what make the shoe is. As long as it's waterproof and it's comfortable, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Jason, golf. In uh, have yeah, you, ha, ha, have you played much? Do you play much? No, I don't. No, and I'm not going to be one of those people who's a uh, no. But everybody's telling me I should because I'm of that age now. You oh, yeah. of that age, <laughs> of that age. If you haven't been playing like uh, like yourself, Gary, from a young fella kind of age, um, now I'm still playing five aside and stuff for me since. Yeah, so, but people are saying, oh, you're getting a few injuries, you know. Well, uh, all right, yeah, slow down, slow down. Yeah. You're on your way out, is it? <laughs> That's why I started playing golf. I was, I was getting too many injuries playing other sports. Really? Well, I only really, I only really start playing real competitive golf like when I was 
29 I think I'm, th- I'm 38 at the minute so like wh- wh- throughout my youth I boxed for years I played Gaelic I played soccer athletics um, I played American football you know I've, I've played low I mean at a high level I've played a lot of sports but as you get into late 20s it's like right what can I do for the rest of my life and obviously being a, a golf addict and I loved golf mm. and I, I would dabble in it every now and again it was like I'd finished playing American football it's like right let's, let's really invest more time into playing golf but yeah back in the day I didn't really play much as a, as a youth okay. I played now and again but not that much that can I ask one question just uh, like your your clients as such you know the people you're looking after yes. do you get a lot of people like me you know who are just kind of getting in or are you dealing with more with the seasoned no I, all all like I've had guys I've guys in the 20s ladies in the 20s all the way down to professional golfers on the, the mini tours I've had the whole lot in juniors you know so there's a wide spectrum at the end of the day physical if you, look what you do for your golf game in terms of physical and fitness can help all walks of life it can help you every day okay thumbs up card VAR okay. I have to say VAR has just come out in football um, unfortunately my team even in Liverpool after, even after last night even after last night oh look it was brilliant it does what it says in the tin it's like Ron Seal it's great at the end of the day they're getting decisions right and that is the absolute paramount yes it's taken a little bit longer yes Liverpool don't have a big screen which they need to I suppose put in now but the fact of the matter is there was a, there was a, a goal disallowed because the player was offside there was a penalty given because it was a peno absolutely it, it will get better it's a little bit slow at the moment but the fact that it's working and I know it didn't help Liverpool and Firmino missed his pen on we won't <laughs> about it. but anyway look it is it's, I'm fine I'm over it I now. could talk about it all day if you want I'm sure well let's go I don't mind I'll take it on the chin it's just I, I don't think Klopp really cares about the FA Cup <laughs> that's, that's my man he probably said lads just put a bit of effort in there we've got bigger fish to fry now look VAR I think it's going to be a great uh, great asset to the game it's been brilliant in rugby it's been brilliant in um, tennis it's been brilliant in cricket why not soccer Soccer is a global sport. It's probably the biggest sport out of a lot of them. Yet they're so slow to act and change. Yeah, they just need to get a little bit more efficient. That'll come with time. Absolutely. I think the, the biggest thing is that the pressure that's on, we were just discussing this earlier, the pressure that's on the referees now, because the reason why they're probably taking so long is that if they get it wrong with the addition of VAR, well, that they could be demoted, they could be gone. So there's a lot of pressure on the referee to make sure it's 100% right now. There is, but... And you can see there could be some decisions that will be 50-50. Well, they did say, I think they said it last night and during the game, it has to be clear and obvious. They yeah. have to make sure it's clear and obvious or they can't change it. So like if it, if it, if it, if it like the penalty instance, if that wasn't clear and obvious, that would not have been changed. Now it was clear, he was dragged back, let's be honest. No matter where you're looking from, you could be on Mars, it was a penalty. But, um, so... Will they get them wrong? I would say very, very rarely. Simply because you have a guy back in some place, they were saying in Heathrow Airport or something, looking at it. You've got the guy and uh, the referee looking at it. You, two guys, and then when it goes into the, which I'm assuming it will go into the the um, stadiums on bigger screens. Yeah, they, they they won't be able to get it wrong. It's just I don't think so. I think it's going to be a 99.9 percent accuracy because it is technology at the end. Yeah, of the day. and they should be able to cut the time down sufficiently enough when there's I suppose a bit of confidence in it. 100. Yeah. percent You know what I mean? Okay, your puzzles card yeah speedway I've never got it speedway <laughs> is a sport like I don't, I don't get it like I like motorsports I like like there's very few sports I don't like I mean I'll watch anything um, <laughs> so but speedway horse racing I'm not a big fan of and um, NASCAR I don't, I don't get this drive NASCAR especially NASCAR and speedway I don't get why you're driving around circles all day just, yeah. at least speedway it's only a few laps NASCAR it's like 200 laps driving around and around and around pit stop <laughs> drive around pit stop drive around it's like what um, like I like Formula 1 it's great yeah. um, I think that can improve in certain elements at the moment yeah. but like 
yeah driving laps is I'd good. say I think with, with, with horse racing even though you're not a fan I can see the tactical elements of horse racing you'll have a horse you'll know what it's good at maybe it's good from leading from the front and you have to get your tactics right maybe um, you know is he a good jumper is he not a good jumper whatever there's loads of little d- dilemmas in, in. but with as you said the Indy 2000 or whatever it is and you're going around in circles uh, do you have to have a, a stronger left hand than a right hand you know it's 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 it's, it's very one way and, and 100% and I often wonder about the crowd. What are the crowd doing? Surely they can't be staring at the same car going round. They must be just getting out. <laughs> They're drinking their faces off. That's, awesome. yeah. That's yeah. what I say. I, I've, got, I've been to basketball games in America. I've been to golf sport. Uh, golf, they drink their faces off too, actually. And I've, been to, <laughs> I've been to American football. They like to have a drink and a lot of it. But isn't the beauty of American football and baseball that there's intervals in between and they have the mid-section sort of entertainment and there's little things going on with the crowd, especially with the baseball, that they, they have the nine innings. So in between, each one they might have something going on in the pitch or you know something going on in the big screen the NASCAR said it's continuous continuous flow of cars round in circles so do you know what I, I, we've been doing this for a few, good few weeks now and that never came into my head and I'm with you now I can't, yeah, I, can't, yeah. I, can't, I, can't I have often thought of it maybe until I'll, there's a big crash though and then it gets interesting oh that's right? it yeah but then what did they do they just sweep them off the side exactly. of the road and fix, then fix it and off you go again instead of 60 cars it's 39 cars and yeah no exactly yeah we're putting that in this is room 101 it's gone in yeah <laughs> Okay, listen, you have a, a free Facebook private uh, group that you've invited golfers to join in. What's it about and how can I help golfers that ex- expect to join? Yeah, so I have Confessions of a Golf Addict Facebook page, which, as you were saying, has over just under 40,000 people on it. Um, and then I have a group. A group, it's a private uh, group um, where we have a couple of questions we ask golfers uh, upon joining. And we bring them in. And it's, it's just sharing my knowledge. It's, you know, Fit Tip Thursday, which would be, you know, a fitness exercise that can help some element of their body um, swing tip Saturday which we've just launched that's in conjunction with my swing coach Ty Carrington and that's where you know Ty will uh, talk about certain issues and common faulty fees within the golf game or within the golf swing and then I will come in and show an exercise that I feel that can help that area so it's and then it's just it's just having fun you know I'd be talking talking golf talking tiger talking um, anything within the realms of golf is in there it's not just about the fitness side of things it's about the fun the tournaments you know players etc etc so that's pretty much what the group is and it's just look at the end of the day golf is great let's be honest and fun fun that's it look if you like it you're going to find it fun um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's all about giving back, you know, because not everybody knows what to do. Like you hear, I see obviously been in the industry for so long, generic problems for this, generic problems for that. Whereas golf is quite specific. It's very rotational. You have to have good mobility in your hips. You've got to have good strong core, which is your abdominal region down into your quads. And um, you've got to be able to balance yourself because there's no point in being able to swing a club at 100 to 120 mile an hour if you can't stay balanced. You need to have strength and power. Yeah. Um, so basically what I do is I give tips and give help and give advice on that side of things to people who can't readily come to me because it is a global a group and it's a global page yeah if someone is not on Facebook how can they contact you um Info at com is my email address um I have a phone number um Oh, it's six eight eight four seven eight four three for anybody living in Ireland okay. and yeah they're the two best ways to get me okay great well I love the page thank uh, you very much 
I love golf and don't play enough of it. Uh, 100% don't play enough of it. I'd love to be playing more golf and maybe as as I get as old as Jason, maybe I'll start thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to say? Am I older than Jason? Jeez, we're all in trouble. <laughs> I think we'll we go to an ad break and after the ad break, uh, I want to thank Gary for coming in. You've thank you been, very much for having you've me. You've been brilliant. Thanks, uh, the, the Facebook page is excellent and uh, continued luck with everything that you're doing. Thanks, Emil. Appreciate thank it. Thank you very lots. much.